Hello and welcome to the latest Lancer podcast. I'm Helena Wong, Digital Executive Editor of Lancer. In this podcast, we're discussing one paper about clinical cause and risk factors for mortality of adult inpatients with COVID-19 in Wuhan. Join me today is Professor Bin Tao, the co-founder's author of the paper. Hello, Professor Tao. Hello, Helena. I'm aware that you have been working so hard in the front line of Wuhan for almost two months, and this is also the second time for you to publish in the Lancet regarding COVID-19. The first time for you to publish on COVID-19 in the Lancet is the one on clinical features of patients in Wuhan on January the 24th. We very much appreciated your work and research in China. For the current paper, could you please tell us what is the article about and what did prompt this study? Thank you for your question. Uh, as we all know that COVID-19 has become a great threat to the world, which has spread to 78 countries with about 95,000 confirmed cases in the world. Especially in Korea, uh, there are more than uh, 5,000 cases with 36 deaths. And we also find other countries uh, with high number of cases, such as Italy, Iran, and Japan. In our previous study published in Lancet, we first proved that the, the severe COVID-19 uh, is mainly a pneumonia. Uh, and this pneumonia was due to a new coronavirus, which was later named as SARS coronavirus 2. And, and we also proved that the, uh, the, the cytokine, cytokine storm may be a potential reason for the lung injury. And in, and in our pre previous paper, we described the, the symptoms, laboratory findings, and and the etiology and the complications of the COVID-19. Although most uh, COVID-19 was mild, the, the fatality of severe cases was high, and, and it is easy to understand that more attention has been focused on the severe and critical cases. It has been reported that old age, lymphocytes, comorbidities, uh, liver enzymes are associated with ICU admission, but no published paper had talked about the risk factors of deaths of adult patients with, with, with this new uh, coronavirus pneumonia. And viral shedding in, this in these patients was still unknown. So during the December and January months, Jintai Hospital and Wuhan Primary Hospital was only designated hospital in Wuhan. All severe cases were transferred to these two hospitals. So by uh, including all hospitalized COVID-19 patients with definite outcome, which means discharge or death, as of January uh, 2020 in these two designated hospitals. We further reviewed the clinical course, including the duration of symptoms such as fever, cough, dyspnea, and we also um, carefully investigated the virus shedding in both survivors and non-survivors. We also compare, with, uh, compare the dynamic changes of laboratory tests over the, over the time between the two groups. Uh, then we explore the, uh, then we uh, uh, draw conclusion that elderly age, uh, high dimer and high SOFA uh, so score on mission were independent risk factors for deaths. Other markers such as lymphocytes, L6, serum ferritin were also associated with risk of deaths. Thank you. Okay, thanks for your answer, which is very interesting. I would also like to ask you to explain how can the results of this study be helpful for the future control of COVID-19 in China, and are there any lessons for other countries? Okay, thank you for your question. There are three main findings 
in our study. Firstly, we investigated the clinical cause of the disease, including duration of fever, dyspnea, and cough. The median duration of fever was about 12 days in survivors, which were similar in non-survivors, but the cough may last for a long time. There are 45-person survivor cases still had cough on discharge. We also observed that in part of the non-survivors, the dyspnea even occurred after the fever had dis disappeared, so defibrillations may not indicate the recovery of the disease especially in critical ear patients. In survivors, dyspnea would relieve after about 13 days after the occurrence of shortness of breath, while the symptom would last until death in non-survivors. We also illustrated the time of occurrence of different uh, complications, such as sepsis, ARDS, acute cardiac injury, acute kidney injury, and a secondary bacterial infection. The clinical course showed a whole picture of the progression of the disease, which could help physicians to predict what will happen in the next. Second, we found the median duration of our shedding was about 20 days from onset of illness among survivors, but the virus was uh, continuously detectable until death in non-survivors. Mm -hmm. It is the first time to review the duration of our shedding in COVID-19 pneumonia patients. The information was very important for antiviral treatment and for the strategy for isolation and discharge. Thirdly, the factors including elderly age, higher dimer, and higher SOFA score on admission could help clinicians identify the patient with, with higher risk of death. Besides this, we found that lymphopenia will recover from 10 days after onset of illness in survivors, but last until death in, in non-survivors. Similarly, dynamic change were observed in lactate dehydrogenase. We also observed a genetic increase of L6 and serum ferritin in non-survivors, along with the deteriorations of the illness in non-survivors. We think that dynamic monitoring of these markers will help clinicians to identify cases with high risk of death as soon as possible during hospitalization. Thank you. Thank you. And that's very helpful to learn, especially the viral shedding time. And you have given us very good explanation on the implications on practice and clinical practices. Also, we found that fatality rate about 20 of AIDS is extremely high in the cohort. So would you please ex explain why there are much higher fatality rate of this cohort in this study? Actually, uh, the 28% uh, the um, in our study is not really uh, a fatality uh, ratio of COVID-19. According to a recent national survey, the case fatality ratio outside Hubei province is less than 1%, and 3% in Hubei province without Wuhan. And in Wuhan city, the fatality ratio is around 4 to 5%. Uh, why the, uh, the, 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 the ratio of 28 in our, in our cohort is because that we only include patients in the two designated hospitals, Jinnan Hospital and Wuhan Primary Hospital. Both hospitals were the only designated hospital during the months of that December and January, and all the severe cases from other hospitals were transferred to these two designated hospitals. So, our cohort only include the severe and critical uh, patients, 
So in our cohort, we do not include mild or moderate cases. This is why in our, in our cohort, we have very high fatality ratio is around 28. But, but when we look at all the cases, the fatality ratio is not so high. Thanks so much for the explanation. As we know, you are a leading researcher in COVID-19 in China now, and this is the second COVID-19 research paper from your team. So can you tell us uh, the major clinical trials as other as uh, relevant research areas in China at the time being? Okay, thank you for your question. Yes, um, maybe you have learned that there are more than 20 trials that are doing now in China, including antiviral drugs, convalescent plasma, traditional Chinese medicine, and so on. And our team uh, are leading uh, four trials now. One is the uh, 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 one is the Dopnavir Ratanavir trial, and now we uh, we give this trial a, a name. The name is called Lotus China trial. It is a randomized control uh, open label clinical trial, and the good news that the trial is already uh, finished, and the uh, the preliminary analysis uh, show that there is a potential of the lopinavir to reduce to uh, faster clinical improvement compared with standard treatment. And our team are also leading another two trials about remdesivir. Remdesivir one is for mild to moderate uh, pneumonia patients and remdesivir two for severe cases. And for remdesivir two, we have successfully enrolled 235 patients right now. And for remdesivir one, we have 68 cases. It is because that remdesivir 2 starts uh, a week earlier uh, than remdesivir 1. So we believe that uh, both remdesivir trials, trials will give the uh, international society the evidence that whether remdesivir is effective or and, and safe in treatment of the uh, uh, coronavirus pneumonia. And last, uh, working together with, uh, with another co-PI uh, we, are, uh, we are doing the, uh, the, the convalescent plasma trial. It is an open-label randomized controlled trial in severe and critical ear patients. The primary outcome was 20-day clinical improvement as the same um, primary outcome as we, uh, as we did in the Pinavi and, and the Ramdazvir trials. And, and there were uh, 34 patients had already, already enrolled in this study but it's not uh, to the end of the trial. So we are, uh, and, uh, we are eager to, uh, uh, to know the, uh, uh, the results of all these trials. Thank you. Thanks again. Very exciting to learn. There are so many trials and an important study going in China. And thanks so much for spending time to elaborate on the important findings of your latest publication alongside Professor Tao. And we also would like to use this opportunity to express our sincere gratitude to all the Chinese frontline house workers as well as researchers in the combat against COVID-19. Thanks for your attention and that is the end of the podcast.